It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 2-1. Vegas now winners of four in a row coming out of the bye week and the NHL All-Star break. And to help us break this one down, we bring back the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And Dan, Will Carrier, 15 goals, seven of which are game winners. The legend continues to grow uh, in this just fantastic season for Will Carrier. Uh, and, and how does he score it, right? He goes right to the front of the net for, uh, for a team that needs that net front presence. Will Carrier continues to deliver for the Vegas Golden Knights. He sure does. And it leads you to ask the question, what's next for this guy? Right. I mean, what's next for Will Carrier? He identified himself through year one and year two, year three, as a staple on the fourth line with a variety of line mates. It started out with Pierre-Edouard Belmar and Tomas Nosek and Ryan Reeves comes along, and uh, a number of players have come through as part of that fourth line. But you always expected Will would be part of it. He's not anymore <laughs> since coming back. And Bruce Cassidy has paired him with Chandler Stevenson and Phil Kessel. And it's not to dismiss what he had done before that, but it seems that his real contributions have come when getting to play with uh, higher-skilled players. And who wouldn't want to play with Phil Kessel? Who wouldn't want to play with an all-star like Chandler Stevenson, the yeah. team's leading scorer? So there's certainly that aspect of it as well. It just seems to me that Will has found something in his game that he is taking in stride. Um, he is... I'm not rattled by it. He's not surprised by it. He's just taking it in stride the way that you would hope a player who has played, you know, well over 300 NHL games, over 100 American League games. And this is a guy who is comfortable in his own skin. You can get a sense of that with his personality, just the way he handles himself. But you get the feeling that he's comfortable in his own skin as a hockey player as well. And that might mean um, a little bit of a different type of player than we had known uh, in the first few years compared to now. I mean, you know, there's no reason at age 28 that this can't continue for Will. And as he joked with us on our podcast the other day, <laughs> when Gary asked him, you know, uh, like, you can get 20 this year. You know, I mean, you'd love 30, right? And Will said, yeah. But next year, <laughs> because they always <laughs> expect you to score more the following year. And by the way, next year is a contract year for Will Carrier. Yeah, it's 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 a great story right now for Will Carrier and the Vegas Golden Knights, and, and just kind of how far he can push it. And you know, the the thing about it is, it, it's not a situation where he's he's not driving offense himself. Like we've seen him drive offense on the fourth line for the Golden Knights, and yeah. to me, he's been a a key catalyst, a key driver for this combination of Carrier, Stevenson, and Kessel. When you have the speed that he has, mm -hmm. and he might not have the breakaway speed of Chandler Stevenson, but Will is still a dynamic skater that uh, has size to him. You know, 28 and 20 kind of look similar from way up here in the press box when they're on the ice together. Yeah. And that really puts teams on their heels. It's one thing to keep up with one guy who can skate uh, as well as Chandler Stevenson. And, you know, Phil Kessel's no slouch either. But the, the, the true breakaway end-to-end -end type of speed, you know, Will is uh, just an agile skater too. The, you know, the thing on the goal ride, you know, just moments before he scores, you know, he is 
dashing through the crease, and he leaps. He, he makes like a basketball leap as if he's going up for a rebound, presumably trying to evade a potential shot. He wasn't sure where the puck might be going from Shea Theodore. Shea puts it wide left, but Shea is, um, you know, I, I, I guess I'm not sure if he was trying to bank it to Stevenson or not, but Will is, you know, he looks at home around the crease, whether he's dancing in front of the goaltender or putting the puck in behind him. Now, when you look at this game... I, and, Ryan, let me interrupt you. It sounds yep. like uh, Bruce Cassidy is just starting to chat downstairs. All right, let's go down to that. Here's Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. Uh, it sure is. It's not easy to win in this league, so we've talked about being comfortable in low-scoring games, one nothing, 1-0. I look at the defensive side of the puck first. We gave up really not very much. A couple of maybe quality chances. Um, so that, that shows me we're playing, we're defending well and valuing that part of the game. Offensively, I thought we created some, some looks we didn't finish on. Power play, a uh, big part of that, where we did have, I'd say, probably three or four that we were good on. The other three, we just obviously weren't. Um, and in a game like that, it gets magnified when you haven't put any, any goals five on five. So we stuck with it. You come back... Uh, in the third period to win a hockey game, it's not easy to do in the league either. So, And we did it with good good defending. Turned to our uh, D zone. Jack makes a good plays in the right spot. So are the other wingers, and we're gone two-on-one. We shoot the puck. So it came from playing away from the puck, and we've been preaching that for a long time. So those are the positives of the game. Um, winning a puck battle low, getting to the interior ice for the winning goal. Like I said, there's some things we need to fix. That's typically the case, but um, I'm happy that came out on the wrong, right, right side of it because I look at the big picture, we are the better team. So that's why I think we deserve to win. <clears throat> Jesse Granger at The Athletic, um, you touched on the power play a little bit. I know you mentioned it's been an emphasis over the last couple of days of practice. Obviously, 0 for 7, you're not happy, but their goalie played well. Did you see things that you wanted to see in the power play, and do you think it's trending in the right direction despite the results? Well, the things we saw that I liked are when we went low towards the goal line, we had some of our better looks, right? Marshy had one that rattled around. Smitty has a wide open net, they block it, right? So that, that's going to go in a lot of days. Smitty's going to elevate it or they're not going to block it. The one that got called back, we're, we're all alone in front. So there's <clears throat> some low plays that I think we don't do enough of. Obviously, missing Mark Stone, who was really, really good at that. But you can't get away from it. You know, there's other players that can still execute some of those low plays. We tried to hit the seams and, and against a team whose defensemen play away from the front of the net, and they were just deflecting everyone so that's stubbornness on the individual that's all that is and, and we've talked about it enough but listen once you're out there that's the play they see and they want to make it feel they can make it uh, all I can do is go over it tomorrow again and say it's probably not your best option and eventually you hope when you're over after a while that they realize that right that maybe you got to simplify and play to the interior ice so I thought in some power plays we did do that and other times we didn't we try to do a little more of it 100% of the time and and uh, get rewarded but um, we'll keep working on it. It's all we can do. I mean, there is a little bit of that mindset we do have to change with this group. It's not the first time you guys have talked to me about the power play, and I wasn't even here before. So I think that's just a mindset that has to, we have to keep chipping away at to get them to mix, blend the skill with the, you know, the, the, the interior plays so that you're, you, you open up passing lanes. That's to me how it usually works. If you, if you force them to, to get out of position and defend their front of the net, then maybe the higher seam does open up, right? And that's usually how it works and has worked for us uh, when, when we're good at it. So we'll keep, uh, like I said, we'll keep grinding away on that. We'll go to Chris, then Paul and Ken. 
Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Bruce, a lot of times in this game, it's about guys taking advantage of opportunities. Aiden Hill's been handed an opportunity, and it seems like the last couple of nights he's really taken advantage of that. Could you just speak about his play since you've come back from the bye? Yeah, listen, I think we're, we, we've made a conscious effort to play in, well in front of our goaltender, whoever's there, in terms of limiting odd man rushes, managing the puck better, just checking better overall. And I thought tonight was another good example of that. So, um, you know, again, timely saves the other night against Anaheim. We talked about the breakaways, the breakdown. That was good. And then we get goals for him. So tonight there was a couple in the third um, that he had to make when it was, I think it was 1-1 after we scored. I think it was Meyer. It was around the front of the net. I couldn't tell who tipped it or not. But he had to be sharp, make a couple saves. So, um Good, good for him. That's the ask right now. He hasn't been asked to flat out win games for us, and I don't think we want to go down that road where that's what we demand of him. Um, so just go in there, do, a, do your job, give us a chance to win, stop the ones you're supposed to, make the timely save, and I think we'll be okay. We're not going to win every night, but out of the break we have. Uh, and I think it's worked out well. He's done his part. We've done his, our part in front of him. <clears throat> Paul. Paul Los Santos, NHL.com. Bruce, Paul Cotter was visibly frustrated after the two-on-one attempt that he had. Uh, he kind of slammed his puck against the boards, and then moments later he gets the game-tying goal. What can you say about Cotter's performances recently and just overall his growth for the season? Well, he stuck with it. He's a young kid that does get frustrated. Um, and, I mean, that's okay to have, not frustrated, but have some emotions where you're, you know, you're upset it didn't go your, the, the way you wanted to, right? But then you got got to check back into the game quickly. So that's our job to help him with that. I think he's done a good job in that line. He's he's trying to play north a lot, straight lines, um, go to the net for the other two. It was a big goal. He shot the puck. Like, that was a bit of our issue, right? We're trying to make the extra play. We have a group that can do that. And on the nights it works, it looks great. On other nights, you know, you're leaving some offense on the table. So he's more the guy that will shoot it and shows in his numbers. And uh, you need some of those guys. And, and I'm glad he shot it tonight. Um, because he does have a good shot. He has the ability to beat the goaltender. He had a breakaway earlier uh, by getting available and made a nice move. The guy made a save. So this time he just decided to rip it and worked out for us. Ken. Ken Bolke, Vegas. Does it mostly just buy in to stop the two-on-ones coming your other way? Because there hasn't been any for a week. Well, uh, I don't know if it's, it's decision-making typically between the blue lines. It's will the D step up to try to kill a play and will, do they have a reasonable chance to do that? And if there's no forward reloading, you better have a better reasonable chance than, than just, sorry, better than reasonable chance. Because they chip it by, the guy, their guy's probably happy to take the hit to make a play, and all of a sudden the D's jumping or they've got their two forwards going. And I think it's a combination of our forwards working really hard to get out of the other end and get back to help. So our D can, it, it, it's all gap related, right? If our D can have confidence to close their gap, they'll kill some of those plays knowing our, their forward will cover for them if they're not there on time. And that's the biggest thing I find. So I don't know if that's buy-in or that's just a team playing the right way, knowing that it's best for the group if, you know, if we're in sync that way. And, and a lot of times when the D does step up in the neutral zone and they air on time, the other teams, you know, they get caught now, right? So now you're going the other way in transition. So that's the buy-in or the selling part for me um, where you, you get in the fours. Hey, you, you work back really hard, pretty good chance if we're on time, you'll get yourself a puck coming back five seconds later with an opportunity to attack. And I think we've done a good job with that. Take one more if you guys have one. If not, All right, we'll thank see you at 11.30 tomorrow.
That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 2-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the San Jose Sharks. And with today's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 2-1. The final score, Vegas 33-18 and 470 points on the year. Good for first in the Pacific Division. We'll take a look at where the standings are after tonight's action a little bit later on. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Didn't look like there were any injuries on the Golden Knights side of things tonight, but still without Captain Mark Stone, who's out indefinitely after having back surgery a couple of weeks ago, and no Logan Thompson out week to week with a lower body injury let's take a look at the highlights in this game you know the golden knights had a really strong first period out shooting the sharks 14 to 4 kapokakinen was dialed in and no goals to show for it through the first 20 minutes in the game we'd go to the second period and there wasn't a ton going on in the second period however the sharks started to find their game a little bit on the four check and they found the first goal of the game as alexander barabanov scored on a rebound Classic at the left point. Shoots, stick save, rebound, low score! Follow-up try for Alexander Barabanov, and the Sharks take a 1-0 lead with three minutes to go in the second period. Alexander Barabanov, his 10th of the year for Mark Edward Vlasic and Logan Couture. 17-04 of the second period made it 1-0 San Jose. The Sharks would take that 1-0 lead into the third period, and the Golden Knights would look to tie the game on a power play. It appeared they did as Nick Waugh's puck would go into the back of the net, but it was called off and determined that the Golden Knights had pushed the puck and the pad of Capo Kakinen into the net. Eichel at the left circle, twisting away, feeds the goal line, Wah sneaks it toward the crease, they say no goal! Marcia so can't believe it, referee waves it off. Puck was underneath the goaltender's pad and shoved in, there's no goal. Tough luck there for the Golden Knights as it looked like they would finally break through on the power play, but it wasn't to be. However, they needed to turn the page and find a spark. They got it in the form of Paul Cotter, a two-on-one, and he lets a absolute ripper go as he beats Capo Kakinen to tie the game. Eric Carlson gains the line on the right, feeds the slot, broken up in the middle. Nifty play by Whitecloud. Starts Cotter out the right side, two-on-one. Cotter shoots, he scores! Paul Cotter ties the game 1-1. A goal in three straight games for Paul Cotter. Paul Cotter's 11th of the, assi- of the year, the assist to Jack Eichel at 622 of the third period, tied the game at one. Then the Golden Knights would go to the power play for the seventh time tonight. And they would do everything but score, coming up with some big-time plays. But Capo Kakinen shut the door. Up top, Petrangelo, rocket one right. Rebound, split save. Puck around behind, Carlson stopped again. Petrangelo finds it. To the right of drive, sliding glove save. Oh, wow. Kakinen dazzles, sliding to his left. 
Looked to be a sure goal from the right circle. The Golden Knights did everything but score there. Capo Kakinen with a couple of brilliant saves on the Vegas Golden Knights in that power play sequence. And not to be outdone, Aiden Hill would see Capo Kakinen and come up with our AAA insurance save of the game. Still in the zone. Eric Carlson drifting. Feeding it backward. LeBanc fires. Sucked in by Hill. What it seemed to be melting down. Hill rises to the top. And keeps it a 1-1 tie with a minute 38 to go in the third. Top of the hill. King of the hill. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So that big-time save from Aiden Hill keeps it a 1-1 game. And in the waning seconds of this one, the Golden Knights would work a puck low to high, the shot would go wide, and Chandler Stevenson would find William Carrier backdoor for the go-ahead goal. Stevenson wins the draw. Petrangelo for Theodore. Shoots it wide. Rebound. Out in front. They score! William Carrier puts the Knights on top. 2-1 Vegas. 16 seconds to go. Will Carrier's 15th goal of the year. The assist to Chandler Stevenson and Shea Theodore. 1942 of the third period. Made it 2-1 Vegas. The Sharks would pull Capo Kakinen. They'd push forward trying to find the equalizer, but all that was left in this game was the final call. Four seconds to go. Sharks fired ahead. It's tipped into the zone. It sails into the protective netting. The game is over. The Knights win it 2-1. What a finish for Vegas. 2-1 to the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights, they defeat the San Jose Sharks to improve to 33-18 and 470 points on the year. Seven game-winning goals for Will Carrier. Seven of his 15 goals this season have been game winners. Golden Knights next in action on Saturday at 7.30 against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. When the Vegas Golden Knights hit the road, check out one of the team's official watch parties. The next is set for Monday, February 27th at Nacho Daddy in Henderson. You can catch the game and enjoy food and drinks with the VGK cast as the Golden Knights face the Avalanche that night. In Colorado, it's the AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 2-1, to one, the final score. You know, Bruce Cassidy kind of mentioned a couple of times, right, the, the ability to be comfortable in a 2-1 game. For Vegas, out of the break. You outscore your opponent 17-4 over the course of three games. By and large, they were no doubters. 5-1 victory over Nashville, 5-1 victory over Minnesota. You had scored five goals by the time the second period was over in both of those games. They were no doubters. There's not a lot of anxiety or stress that goes along with those types of games. You know where you're at and what's happening. To a similar degree, 7-2 to against Anaheim. Yeah, it was a 2-1 game in the third period, but once the Golden Knights turned the corner, made it 3-1, to that game was over very, very quickly. All that being said, you have to be comfortable in these games. 
In order to be a playoff team, in order to go deep in the playoffs, in order to get ultimately to where the Golden Knights want to go, you've got to be comfortable in a 2-1 game. And I know a lot of people are going to sit here and say, well, it's San Jose. Right, San Jose has got 45 points on the year. They're seventh in the Pacific Division. They are not a very good hockey club, but they do have Will, uh, Eric Carlson. They do have Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle. There is a lot of individual skill on this San Jose Sharks team, and there was a temperature in this game that was a little bit heavier and hotter than I think a lot of people were giving it credit for. I even said in the pregame show, this is not going to be a slam dunk. It is not going to be an easy game despite the opponent because of the way that the San Jose Sharks play. In the second period, San Jose dialed up the cadence, the tempo of their forecheck, and it really did give the Golden Knights fits breaking out of their own zone in the second period. However, Vegas stuck with the game plan. They didn't cheat the uh, the, the defensive side of the puck to try to get some offensive chances. That's improvement from earlier on this season for the Vegas Golden Knights. We talked about it from game number one. You've got to grow into your game, and it doesn't always mean results. It doesn't always mean coming through with a stretch where you go 13-2 and two, or winning six, seven, eight games in a row. Yeah, Vegas is winning right now, but it's not always about the result. It's about how you're playing, buy-in, making sure that you are structured in how you're defending, clean and clear and concise, efficient breakouts, not going to try to get everything back in one shift when you're down one nothing in a game. This was an opportunity for for the Golden Knights, faced with an opponent that you know wants to beat you on home ice in a tough spot, it was an opportunity for the Golden Knights to double down on the things that they need to do in order to be successful when it comes to winning playoff hockey. And it would have been really easy to push the pace. It would have been really easy to cheat the the defensive side of the puck. It would have been really easy for the Golden Knights to force plays five on five and put themselves, their defenseman Aiden Hill, in bad spots. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. And that is a very, very big improvement from where they were earlier on this year when they would fall behind in a game and try to get everything back, all of the goals back, every single play back on the next shift. This is winning hockey. And I know it's not 5-1 to one against a team in the standings you're supposed to beat. I get that. I do. But there's as much merit in a 2-1 victory over San Jose as there is a 7-2 blowout of the Anaheim Ducks. Two points is two points for this Golden Knights team. Because I'm telling you, the schedule doesn't get any easier. And you're going to take the points however you can get them. The power play needs to improve. It's got to get better. You have to find a way. And that's not to say that you know you can't look at this one objectively and, and look at you tip your cap to Kapokakinen. He was fantastic, but the Golden Knights have to come through with a goal when you get seven power play opportunities. It just has to be better, and that's going to be up to Bruce Cassidy and the players to try to find a winning combination there. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 2-1, to one, the final score. 
will carry the hero, the game-winning goal, with 18 seconds left in the third period. Vegas improves to 33-18-4, 70 points on the year, tops in the Pacific Division. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. The Golden Knights come out, and they were fantastic in the first period. Generating a lot of looks, Kapokakinen was probably the star of the first period for the San Jose Sharks, dialed in in goal, didn't really give anything to the Vegas Golden Knights. Second period rolls around, some of the familiar things for Vegas, just inability to get out of their own zone cleanly, a lot of forecheck pressure from San Jose, and then the Sharks open the scoring just late in the second period. The Golden Knights stuck with the game plan. They chipped away and chipped away and chipped away. You get a two-on-one goal from Paul Cotter, a goal on the rush. And then Will Carrier, front of the net, create in-zone offense, and that's the game winner. Carrier's seventh game winner of the year, 15th goal of the season as well. Career high, and every single time he puts the puck in the back of the net, he pushes that career high up one more as well the golden knights are next in action on saturday at 7 30 against the tampa bay lightning that'll do it for me here on the AAA insurance post game show extended post game show is next presented by dollar loan center this is the vegas golden knights radio network it's the extended vegas golden knights post game show on fox sports las vegas 98.9 fm and 1340 a.m Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 2-1 the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't easy. But a win's a win. There's a lot to really dissect here uh, in the extended postgame show, but it is your postgame show. 702 876 1340. That's the number 702 876 1340. Was this game different from what you were expecting? I like I I'm curious to get a read on how many people thought going into this one it was just going to be another continuation of what they were able to do against Nashville, against Minnesota, against Anaheim. Were you expecting a high-scoring game? Were you expecting the Golden Knights to just roll right through San Jose? I'm genuinely curious. 702-876-1340, that's the number. I was expecting something similar to what we got here. Probably with a little bit more power play success. But I was expecting a a tough, hard-fought type of game between the Vegas Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks. I, I really didn't expect too much different because one San Jose loves to play against Vegas. They want to ruin the Golden Knights time. They just do. It's it's one of those things where you've got a, a rivalry of sorts and all of a sudden you you just get up for these games. The San Jose Sharks were up for this game. But from a Golden Knights perspective, you're not going to score at a five and a half goal clip night in and night out in the NHL. It's just not something that's sustainable. But what was sustainable for the Vegas Golden Knights was an ability to play solid defensively. And that's really the bread and butter. That's what I was expecting. I didn't think it'd be as much of a goalie duel, but at least the Golden Knights were able to give Aiden Hill all of the opportunities in this one to, to, to make the saves. And right now the Golden Knights have to be feeling pretty good about where their defensive game is at. 702-876-1340. That's the number. 
Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, I'll tell you what I was not expecting, seven power plays. And you would think somewhere, somehow, we could score on one of them. Well, it was, to be fair. Was it frustrating the, at times? I mean, the puck did go in during one of them. That's true. That is true. I, I guess if we challenge it, maybe we win, but they, they must have felt no, and, you know, he never misses a challenge. So no, it's, 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 not a cha- it's not a challenge play. It's, it's the referee's intent to blow the whistle. It, it's, it's, a, it's a moot point there. So Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Like I said, like you said, two points is two points, and that's what matters. And whoever thought we'd mention Will Carrier and Connor McDavid in the same breath. Oh, Oh, I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I said uh, Will Will McDavid or Connor McCarrier or something like that at some point this season. I I knew it, Mike. I'm I'm gonna, listen. I'm going to pat myself on the back, Mike. I'm going to say I did. I'm going to say I did. <laughs> who's who's to dispute that? Maybe you said that in a private conversation. But at any rate, it's amazing. He's amazing. The the, the season is uh, is really winding into um, a phenomenal year. I mean, a year of ups and downs and all arounds and what is it, nine of the next 11 games against opponents that will be in the playoffs mm-hmm. or bubbling under. Yep. Uh, we're really going to hear and see what this team is made of. I guess he's going to practice everybody tomorrow. I don't know if that was because of the power play lack of success to you. Uh, no, I think it's an opportunity to, to get a little bit of practice time in. You've got a big game on Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning and then a couple of days uh, between games, I, I think it makes a lot of sense to go practice. But let me ask you, Mike, because you said we'll get a chance to see what this team is made of. What do you think this team is made of? I don't know. I wish I had an answer to that. After I saw this particular game and a game that should have been 5-4 to four or no, something of that no, ilk. I, I disagree. I, I, I think you've got to get out of the mindset of thinking that any time there's an opponent on the schedule you're supposed to beat, that it's supposed to be a 5-4 or a 6-2 or a 7-1. Like, it, it, teams are too good in this league. Even the bad teams are too good in this league to just have it be automatic and roll over. No, you're right. You're right. I didn't expect us to win 5-1. to one. Never expected that at all. This is a team that could have said, we'll sit out Timo Meyer, we'll sit out Eric Carlson in anticipation of a trade. But to Quinn's credit, he did not do that. And that is a big difference in the outcome of this game, I think. Well, that would be more of a GM call. Um, if there's a, a, a pending trade, I, I don't think it's, it's going to be a coach's decision in that situation. But, no, I, I think the, the San Jose Sharks came into this one wanting to win. It's, it's that simple. And they played a really strong 60 minutes. So did the Golden Knights. Yeah, well, they both, they both did. And they both – all I can say is – Unless we figure out the power play, we're not going to be able to win at Colorado. Uh, we're not going to be able to win at Edmonton, who scores one-third of the time on the power play. I mean, they Ooh. score at a crazy pace, some of these teams. That, and that's, we're going to have to figure this out. Yeah, that's a fair point, Mike, and thank you for the call. The, the only counterpoint that I'm going to give you is this one when it comes to Edmonton. Um, yeah, they score a ton of goals on the power play. The Golden Knights only took one penalty in this game. So, like, if you can remain disciplined, as the Golden Knights have been throughout this entire season, and you don't allow a team like Edmonton or a team like Colorado or a team that kind of lives and dies on their power play chances, then you're going to be okay. Now, in, in especially in a one-off game. Playoff series, then we're talking about a different story here. But for the Golden Knights, there's, there's no beating around the bush here. 
They've got to be better on the power play. It's really that simple. Not having Mark Stone, that hurts. That's going to be hard to kind of figure out. But as Bruce Cassidy mentioned, it's something that you can continue to work on and continue to work on, and I think the Golden Knights are going to get there. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay, other than probably not having any nails left. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen, I know that it's not easy as a fan, to enjoy these games, I, I love them. I love tight games. I love not knowing who's going to win uh, until 18 seconds left. Like, that's fantastic to me because I just I just live in the chaos. Thanks, chaos. Enjoy the chaos. Well, I hope you enjoyed the chaos tonight because it was, it was there. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly, I can't believe that Kakinen only got a third star because he played out of his mind today. I mean, it's, I don't say, I I know sometimes people like to say that like the Knights made whatever goalie look good. Mm -hmm. Uh, He, he made himself look good today. It was insane. Just some of, some of the saves, like Dan Duva sounded absolutely baffled that some of these goals, some of these weren't goals. It was, but I, I, I think that the Sharks, they get up to play the night still. Like everybody likes to talk about, oh, the, the rivalry's gone. It's not there. I think it's still really important to the Sharks, and they come in and they try very hard because if they're not going to make the playoffs, they would love to spoil it for us. Yeah, I agree with you there, Stephanie, and thank you for the call. Um, I I think San Jose loves playing in this building. I think when your season's kind of off the rails, you're not going to make the playoffs. You look for any opportunity, any excuse you can to kind of get up for a game. And the Sharks certainly had that. There was chippiness in the at the end of the first period. I thought it was going to carry over. It, it died down, didn't really do much in the second or third. Uh, but, you know, I, I thought your point about Kapokakinen was, was well put. This wasn't an, a situation where the Golden Knights made Kapokakinen look really good. He was elite tonight elite tonight he was fantastic and if you disagree with me go back watch the work that he did on the golden knights sixth power play i know that sounds ridiculous their sixth power play of the game uh three four saves in a row a sequence uh, a big time save on william carlson and then another one on chandler stevenson just unreal unreal goaltending from capo kakin and 702-876-1340 that's the number let's head out to the phone lines bring in rita hey rita how you doing Oh, I'm good. I made it through that okay. Um, you kind of stole some of my thunder with your pre-monologue there, but I'm going to mimic what some of the stuff you said. Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't care how we get it. We got two points. Yep. As one of those that sweated through every loss we had at the end of the ser- uh, series last year, the season, I, you know, two points is all I wanted. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's a lot of people online very upset about the power play. They know it's bad. Coach knows it's bad. They're going to fix it. But I tend to prefer to say we win, and we're good five-on-five. They were talking about Edmonton. Yeah, they got a good power play, but they're crap five-on-five. So, you know, I'm just – I think it's just – that we won, it's great. I don't care how we do it. Mm-hmm. I know camp, uh, camp is coming up on Saturday. We got to play these tight games. Mm-hmm. They're not going to let us wish in there and do seven goals. 
I mean, if they do, that's great, but I'm not counting on it. So I think just after having three really, what, uh, great games, mm-hmm. we needed a tough one before we started hitting some of these other teams. But that's my monologue. Fantastic stuff, Rita. Thank you for the call. I agree with uh, essentially everything that you said. It's not always going to be 5-1. It's not always going to be 7-2. You've got to dig into the trenches sometimes in a, in a 2-1 game. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, coming out on the other side with two points, and, and you know, you would have gladly taken that one to overtime, but you play to the end of the game. You make a play. That's what you want to see if you're Bruce Cassidy. And, you know what, two points is two points, and the Golden Knights are two points closer to clinching themselves a playoff spot. That's really all that matters at the end of the day. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Glenda. Hey, Glenda, how you doing? Hi. Um, this is Linda. Sorry. Oh, sorry about that, Linda. <laughs> how are you doing? Okay. Hey, Ryan. Um, so you asked, what is this team made of? And I'm going to say GPT, grit, patience, and teamwork. I love watching this team. We were at the game tonight, and I mean, it was kind of, we were all there on pins and needles, but it's just fun. Line after line, they just, you kind of see they're starting to play as a team. Little bit of um, resemblance to season one for me tonight. Yeah, you know, I, I like, I, I think you're right on the money in that they're, they're starting to get that feel where they've got four lines that can go in all situations, right? Like they were able mm-hmm. to roll it over, roll it over, roll it over, and even though it was a, a, a little bit more of an even game, on the defensive side, the Golden Knights didn't give up much, and when you're able to roll those four lines, it gives you a little bit of energy to, to finish a game off, and they were able to do it in the third period. Yeah, and when we kept getting more power plays, we were like, no, <laughs> you keep playing the line. So, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was an interesting night. But, uh, hey, we got the win. I was happy, and I'm finally glad I got to get in on a phone call with you. All right, fantastic. Thanks so much, Linda. Make sure you call again. I really do appreciate the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side of the break, it's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 702-876-1340 is the number. The Golden Knights. Defeat the San Jose Sharks 2-1. to one. Vegas, four wins in a row coming out of the NHL bye week and the All-Star break. 70 points on the year tops in the Pacific Division. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Bags. Hey, Bags, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. What do you got for me? Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, it was great to watch the Knights play a gritty game. You know, San Jose was turning over the puck like crazy, but I felt like the Knights were very disciplined defensively and forcing them into a lot of turnovers, bad passes. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'd like to say about Coach Cassidy, I love when he always preaches cohesiveness on the units. Mm-hmm. I think he's done a great job of assembling the lines, and I know he got some heat for trying to switch things up when things weren't working, but as the year rolls on, I think he'll get it completely dialed in and the ever-changing situation in the league I think he's doing a great job of getting this team to play well together. Uh, I'll be happy to see them continuing to play and looking forward to the rest of the season. What are you looking for uh, Saturday night against Tampa? So I think Tampa is going to be an awesome matchup for the Golden Knights. The Knights usually play them pretty close over the years. 
Um, you're talking about a team with excellent championship pedigree, superstar talent, great coaching, of course, they're very disciplined in all areas. Uh, they have some fast guys. They have power guys. I'm looking for the Knights to just play a good, disciplined, defensive game, maybe draw them into some trouble. Uh, one thing I really do appreciate about the Knights is that they usually don't let superstars dominate the game. So I'll look for them to try to get a good handle on some combination of Kucherov, Stamkos, and Point. Mm-hmm. and definitely look to see them just pressure the offensive zone and try to keep it in Tampa's end. All right, great stuff, Bags. I, I agree with you on, on a lot of that. Thank you for the call. Um, it's going to be a, a litmus test for the Vegas Golden Knights on Saturday night against the Tampa Bay Lightning to, to see where you measure up without Mark Stone, without Logan Thompson in the lineup, but outside of that, largely healthy I think the Golden Knights get up for this game. I, I think it's going to be a good one on Saturday night at 7.30. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Fred. Hey, Fred, how you doing? Hey, Ryan. Hey, listen, I was up in the uh, 200, mm-hmm. uh, about the center ice 200, and the the goal that they took away from us, I, I'm not sure if you guys covered this already. I just jumped on the line, but uh, what was the call on that? Was it uh, is that something that the Cassidy could ask for a review, or is that unreviewable? Uh, it, it, to to my knowledge, it, it's it's looks like a play that was not going to be challengeable, right? Because the, it's it's the intent to blow the whistle on a play that was determined to uh, essentially push the goaltender's pad and the puck into the back of the net. So, uh, to to my understanding, it was not one that uh, Bruce Cassidy was going to be able to challenge. Oh, okay. Because because from the replays, what we could see on the replay on the on the big board there, it looked like it was a clean play. It didn't look like there was any forcible push of the puck or anything under under the goalie's pad so yeah i mean all the fans around me were all pretty upset you know we were all yelling about the referee but uh yeah it's just like we never got a a complete explanation on that so that was kind of disappointing uh the other thing too is is, do you see anything going the knights doing anything at the trade deadline um yeah i mean i think that this is a team that's probably looking to do something what that something is I, i don't know um, I think with the combination now of, of Carrier, Stevenson, and Kessel working as well as it is uh, and how things are kind of shaking out is, in, in terms of, you know, balance and, and flexibility, I think the Golden Knights are cooking with something. Now, that being said, can you add some depth pieces at the deadline uh, up front scoring perhaps uh, another winger? I think that's probably the, the most likely scenario for the Golden Knights, but a lot of it kind of hinges on how long Mark Stone's going to be out. If he's out for the rest of the regular season, then you've got a lot of wiggle room and a lot of money to work with. If he's not out for the rest of the regular season, uh, then you've you've got a little bit less than you were kind of expecting or, or, or you know, that, that you think you can spend. So I don't know what type of player, the level of player the Golden Knights might be targeting or looking for, but I think it's going to be a winger that helps you with depth scoring. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. It's, uh, yeah, they're playing really well right now, I know. So is Eichel, is Eichel now, is he on uh, the fourth line now? Am I wrong in saying that, or what, what line is he on now? No, no, not on the fourth line. It, it, Eichel with, with Cotter and and Marcheseau is your top line. Now, how they're deployed, it's been a little bit more balanced top to bottom, and, and you're getting a lot of production all the way through the lineup. Uh, but, no, they're, they're, not, they're not a fourth line. Yeah, okay. All right, well, let's keep it going. All right, fantastic for call to Fred. Thank you for that. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 2-1, to one, the final score here from T-Mobile Arena. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 2-1 to the final score. Vegas improves to 33-18 and 470 points on the year. Uh, quick update of the standings right now. The Golden Knights threw 55 games, 70 points on the season. Tops in the Pacific Division, you've got Seattle behind them. Two points back, 68 points in 55 games. And then Los Angeles, the three spot in the Pacific, 67 points. So three points back of the Vegas Golden Knights. Also, kind of keeping a, a greater look at this, you've got the Edmonton Oilers' first wild card spot. They're four points back. And then Calgary, nine points back. So a uh, big win for the Vegas Golden Knights, four in a row coming out of the uh, bye week and the All-Star break. It's really what you wanted to see if you were a Golden Knights fan. Now it's all about continuing to push in the right direction. You've got a big one on Saturday at 7.30 against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's going to be an electric atmosphere, and I'm really looking forward to it. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Postgame Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your postgame show. It's not as much fun without your calls, your thoughts, and your input. Until Saturday night, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.